Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And what has been an interesting week for America yet again. All the way around. <laughs> Stonks. Uh, <laughs> Stonks. References made to it on SmackDown. Yep. That And it just felt like, hey, we're trying to be relevant to pulp culture. Big E even called him out in the middle of the promo. That was great. But, Jason. Yes. How was your week? Do you own any GameStop stocks? I, sadly, I do not. Um, Me so, either, unfortunately. So I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> unlike... Unlike some people that we know that had the opportunity to become millionaires and didn't, yeah, uh, I didn't even have the opportunity because I didn't know anything about it, yeah. Until uh, I, I'm aware of Wall Street bets on Reddit, but I'm also aware that for the most part, it's a bunch of clowns. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's a, it's a group of. Uh, I think the best thing that I saw of it was. It's a group of high school dropouts obsessed with chicken tenders that are controlling the fate of the free market right now. Um, well, it's, it's normally, because I've, I've been on there and, like, looked. I don't have any money to invest in the stock market, but I've been on there and looked because people make fun of it. Yeah. And it is people literally taking their life savings and betting it on one stock. Yeah. And 99.99999% of the time, they lose everything. But somehow, all of these quote-unquote high school dropouts collectively got together and bankrupted a billion-dollar hedge fund. Yes. A multi-billion dollar hedge fund. Not once, but twice. Because the thing is, like, I think I saw something where it said that Melvin Capital was worth $13 billion as a whole. Yeah. Right, and at one point during all this, they owed like thirteen point one billion dollars. No, they had to get a several billion dollar cash oh, inf- yeah. influx, and then Wall Street bets people took that away. Took that away too, <laughs> and it's just like, oh. well, like I went on there to look and see, and it's like, uh, like all of the threads in there are just, hey, look, everybody, I know. You know, you're you're wanting to cash out. I know this is a lot of money for most of you. Hold your stocks. We will destroy this company as long as you continue to hold on. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's still, I mean, it closed at like 140-something dollars, I think, which is still 100-and-something dollars more than most of these people bought in at. And so. that's after probable illegal trading uh, stoppages for, I don't know what the right term yep. is from apps like Robin hood. And I've also seen some potential mentions of E-Trade and other similar apps um, that they supposedly did some of the same things. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. This week has just been crazy, but this week in wrestling. Yep. I actually don't think it was that bad. It wasn't. It, it, Friday night was bad, but also entertaining. 
So SmackDown, like I say, I don't think it was a good show, but what parts of it were actual wrestling were decently entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the Rumble tonight as we record this Sunday but- afternoon. And I'm looking forward to it. The Rumble is one of my favorite shows of the year. It's one I go back to, and it's one that I'll watch on the network multiple times just because I like the whole Royal Rumble concept. Oh, I love so. the Rumble. It's, it's, it is, without a doubt, my favorite gimmick match, I guess is the best yeah. way to call that, right? Yeah. But speaking of the network, the network is actually, in the United States, moving exclusively to NBC's new streaming platform, Peacock. Yeah, which when I saw that, I was like, so when I first saw it, because I didn't read through all the articles on it, I just saw, you know, that they had reached a deal, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so they're going to keep the network and they're going to be available on Peacock. That makes no sense at all, because for the same price, you could get Peacock, you get the network and then all the Peacock stuff. And then I yeah. saw where, no, they're shuttering the network completely, moving over here. Um Kind of cool. Uh, ESPN. ESPN. A, and I, a complete ban on the WWE. Yeah. Uh, and this is actually a great deal for those of us or, or those of you who have been paying for the network. Because now for the same price. So it's moving over to Peacock, and this is the deal that they, they saw. It's something like the Peacock for the commercial version of Peacock is like four ninety nine a month. Commercial free is nine ninety nine. Where do I know that number from? Uh, right, I know nine nine ninety nine. Oh, it was free for the first month for WWE Network was nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So nine ninety nine, the same price that you've been paying for the WWE Network. You're going to get it on Peacock. You can get it on Peacock commercial free. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have access to shows like The Office. Uh, and another NBC staples, which yeah. I honestly don't Although, know what all the NBC so, staples are. So but, here's you a know. weird one that, that I thought of. Friends was an NBC show, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, Friends signed an exclusive deal with uh, HBO Max last year to be on the network for on that network for like several years. But so did so did The Office. So did but the Office. Somehow they're still going to be on Peacock. I and I wonder if there's got to be an exception in that contract to where Maybe. NBC has the streaming rights for it. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how to speak contract law. Um, contact us on Facebook if you are and you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Jay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. This week, our whiskey that we're drinking, because it is one of the big four and... Because it's one of my favorite whiskeys, I brought in my Four Roses single barrel. Awesome. So we're going to sip on that while we talk about what happened this week in wrestling. Yep. Is there any other news that we need to get through before we dive into the shows? Can't think of really anything. Can't think of too much. Uh, we talked about Peacock. We talked about just the the randomness of stocks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I can't think of too much. All right. So, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Monday Night Raw starts off, we have Sheamus versus uh, Miz and Morrison in a handicap match in which Miz and Morrison win. Uh, we get Truth versus AJ Styles uh, where Truth wins. Nope, 
Sorry. AJ Styles won that. Of yep. course he did. Uh, we get Matt Riddle versus the Hurt Business in a gauntlet match. So first up, we have Riddle versus Shelton Benjamin. Riddle wins by a pinfall. Then we have Riddle versus MVP, which Riddle wins via submission after distraction on the outside. That match literally was 30 seconds long, yeah, if it, that. it wasn't. Uh, and then the final match, which is actually fairly entertaining, Riddle versus Cedric Alexander, which Riddle won by pinfall, thereby guaranteeing a future shot at the United States Championship. After the match, Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of Matt Riddle. Because, like you do. Yeah. Uh, Edge had a segment where he came in and he announced himself for the Rumble. Um, then we had Asuka versus Alexa Bliss in a women's championship match. Uh, I noted here that Alexa actually came out to the Funhouse theme, not her theme. She did. And uh, this one went, unfortunately, because it was a really good match, some great storytelling with the hokey lights going out and Alexa changing her personality. But it ended up in a no contest as Randy comes out and RKO'd Alexa. Yeah. That was sad. So, But that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, on NXT, we had the men's Dusty Road Classic of MSK versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane where MSK won. Mm-hmm. We had a women's Dusty Classic match of Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Aliyah and Jesse Kamea, where, of course, Gonzalez and Kai won. Uh, Tyler Rust versus Danny Garcia, where Tyler Rust won. We had another men's Dusty Classic of Leon Ruff and Kushida versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, where the Grizzled Young Veterans won. Um, I literally just wrote GYV wins because I didn't want to write out Grizzled Young Veteran, you know. Uh, Tony Storm uh, had a segment where she talked about uh, she's here for the title, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bronson Reed. The same promo she's been cutting since she made her debut. Yeah, pretty much. Bronson Reed beat Swerve Scott. And then we had Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly versus Lorcan and Birch where Balor and O'Reilly won. And that was NXT. Now, did you want? you said you wanted to do SmackDown, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if we go through. I just don't want to okay. go through that final match. I don't want to give you all the. I want to go through the final match of SmackDown step by step and talk about that because okay. it was what we call a cluster, hot garbage. Yes. Um, but you want to do AEW and then yeah, I can go do SmackDown AEW, and we can just roll into talking about it. That works. Um, we had Chris. We had Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, where Eddie Kingston won. Mm-hmm. We had the Varsity Blondes versus Jericho and MJF, where Jericho and MJF, of course, won. Uh, Cody Rhodes had a response for Shaquille O'Neal. We had Hangman Page versus Ryan Nimeth, who, if that name sounds a little familiar, this is Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Yeah. Uh, where Hangman won, and then there was a little bit of a thing at the end. Um, Jungle Boy beat Dax Harwood. That was a match. That was a dang good match. We'll talk about that some more. Uh, we had Shayna Baszler, or Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, right? We had Shayna versus uh, Britt Baker, where Britt Baker won. Then we had the Dark Order being Silver, Reynolds, Uno, and Stu versus the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. And, of course, the Young Bucks and Good Brothers won. Yeah. I, actually, obviously. I actually wrote down Bullet Club wins. Yeah. 
because they've been talking to them as if they are the Bullet Club. Yeah. They've mentioned the Bullet Club name several times on AEW. Yes, they have. Uh, which could so get interesting. Um, on SmackDown, we had a Daniel Bryan segment to start the show, which brought out AJ Styles. Bryan challenges AJ to a match. We get uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, where Belair wins. Uh, we had Corbin versus Dominic Mysterio, where Corbin wins. Then this final match, and we're just going to go through this, and we're going to talk about this as we go, because this is, as we said earlier, hot garbage. This is the AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Most of SmackDown was promos and build to the Rumble. Yep. They, they sacrificed the show to do the Rumble build. I don't think that was the right decision. But then we get to this match. The match starts out as AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan with Cesaro for some reason on commentary. It ends in a no contest. And we end up with... Daniel Bryan, Big E, and Nakamura versus AJ Styles, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Because Sami came down in the middle of the AJ versus Daniel match doing his whole, you know, conspiracy stick. Big E finally comes down, beats up Sami for a minute, throws him over the announce table, which is where Cesaro was, which upset Cesaro. They attack Big E. It ends up in the match where I guess uh, Sammy got in and attacked Daniel, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. which caused the the DQ. And then the match could you know go to commercial, come back, match restarts as Daniel Bryan, Biggie, and Nakamura versus AJ Styles, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn because Nakamura came down and beat the crap out of everybody for a little while. Um, then and during that match, it ends in a no contest. And I don't remember exactly how it ended in a no contest, but Miz and Morrison had gotten involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because reasons. Which, once they got involved, the match restarted, and they said at the beginning that this was a 10-man tag match. But let me tell you who's in the ring to start this this new 10-man tag match. We have Big E, Daniel Bryan, Otis and Nakamura versus AJ, Sammy, Cesaro, Miz, and Morrison. Now, I don't know if you've been counting, but that's only nine people. So we have this match, this this what appears now to be a handicap match where somebody just forgot to tell the announce team when they started it saying it was a 10-man. Mm-hmm. Suddenly... The heels get the upper advantage. They pull all the faces off of the the sides because good guys are stupid and they don't react when they see all the heels drop off and run around the ring. Right. Um, like, really? <laughs> you, you know what's fixing to happen. Yes. Like, they all dropped off in unison and ran around. And So, Daniel Bryan is stuck in the ring by himself, getting beat on by... Basically everyone at this point. Nobody to tag to. When suddenly Seamus' music hits. Bella. Why Seamus is there, where he came from, who knows. But he's there. 
he comes down to the ring. He gets tagged in. Then we go into the final segments where everybody hits their finishers. Oh, yeah. Um, I did kind of like the finisher where Sammy was lining up on Sheamus to do the halluva kick. Mm-hmm. And Sheamus just broke kicks him to death. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three. The faces, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's a face group. I mean, Nakamura is kind of in transition and and Sheamus is kind of in transition. Like they don't really want him to be a face, but he also doesn't fit as a heel right now. So they don't really know where he is. So yeah, we're going to call that a face group. Yeah. They get the win. Then kind of, I think some more hell breaks loose. Because then Hulk Hogan showed up. Nah. Uh, Braun Strowman yeah, the, makes his return. To the TV. bad guys all come in and start attacking again, and Braun Strowman makes his return and lays out Cesaro. And I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Uh, poor Cesaro. He, he took a beating. <laughs> he took five or six finishers from Braun in yeah. a row. And what I really want to talk about is how impressed, and we talk about how good Cesaro is, but I forget sometimes. The man is crisp as can be. Oh, absolutely. He is He is one of the best professional wrestlers in the yeah. world. And you wouldn't know it because of how the WWE books him. Yeah. For some reason, Vince doesn't see him as a star. Because he's a foreigner. It's got it's to gotta <laughs> be because he's a foreigner and because he does have just that, that slight accent yep. that Cesaro had. Now, I've never had any trouble understanding what Cesaro's trying to say. Oh, me either. But because you can tell that English is not his first language, mm-hmm. Vince doesn't see him as a star. Yeah. Um, But he speaks like five languages. Yeah. You put your belt on him and you have him, like, not right now because, you know, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. But you put your belt on him, and you have him travel. He speaks German. He speaks Swiss. He speaks uh, so English. I, I don't know. Does he speak Spanish, maybe? Or, a couple uh, years ago, they put the belt on gender right before they took him to... They did the big India tour, right? Yeah. And, and we knew then it was pandering. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how good would it be... Compare that now to... Let's put the belt on Cesaro, right? Who speaks mm-hmm. damn near every language in Europe. Yeah. Okay? So let's put the belt on Cesaro when we right before we go to a European tour. Same kind of situation, but gender gender was the the oh my god he's the Hindi you know uh, uh, he he was treated as a face over there basically yeah he was um, a heel here but a face over there. Let's put the belt on Cesaro since he speaks all of those languages. Have him be a heel chant and cut heel promos in the native language of the country that he's in about how bad that country is. Let's go yeah. back to the eighties. Let's go back to that whole USA, USA. But you know, now, now it can be France, France, yeah. France, you know, or it, it, whatever it, they chant. I'm sure they chant something. Yeah. Frogs, Germany, frogs, frogs, whatever. But, but you could do something like that and it would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, Cesaro should be a much bigger star. And it's going to be a shame. It is going to be a shame when he ends his career, when he retires, and he never held the World Heavyweight Championship. The big title, yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe he can turn it around. He has been getting a decent push recently. Mm-hmm. He does have wins over Dolph. He does have wins over Brian. Yep. So maybe maybe Vince is finally okay. Let's see what you can do. Who knows? Maybe with the raw ratings being so low, and there was supposedly a um, something a, a memo circulated in the back asking who do you think could thrive if given the opportunity. Cesaro is definitely on that list, and he's very high up on that list. Oh, I would hope he would be. Um. What about the what do you think what do you think is gonna happen between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns tonight? Because we got we got this little uh interview thing yeah. where it started off like Kevin Owens was just talking at Reigns because Paul Heyman was like, He doesn't deserve your words. You don't need to talk to him. And KO kept on and kept on and kept on, and eventually Reigns basically told Kevin Owens that his daddy didn't raise him right. Um and KO got that super hyper pissed KO. Mm-hmm. Um, what needs to happen? Kevin Owens needs to win this match. Yes. Um, and as much as I hate to say that this is how it should go, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens needs to win this match. This match needs to take place before the Rumble. And. Roman Reigns needs to be number 30 in the Rumble. And he comes in, and he beats, you know, he he's the winner of the Rumble. I know. I don't like it. it although it is, a, it is a better result than some of the rumors that I've heard bantying about about the Rumble. So Yeah. And then this leads us into more Roman versus Kevin Owens. Because the... I agree that KO needs to win this. If KO does not win this match, then it's like we talked about, I think, last week. SmackDown has no viable contender for that title. The only possible viable viable contender now that SmackDown has is a returning Braun. That that would be... But he was on Raw... Yeah. I know that doesn't mean anything. Right. That's the only viable contender that I can see on SmackDown right now. Yeah. So Without some shenanigans bringing somebody else over. Now, it's possible that whoever wins the Rumble then becomes a viable contender. Oh, no, no, see, no, that's not going to happen because the way that's going to go down, Brock Lesnar is entering the Men's Rumble at 30. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar going to win the Rumble, and then Goldberg is going to beat Drew McIntyre for the belt, and then we're, our WrestleMania 37 main event is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg. Let's make this even more crap, because as craptastic <laughs> as that is, let's make it even more crap. Brock Lesnar enters at number three and, and literally the, throws everybody else out. Kind of like he eliminates 29 competitors, blows Kane's record out of the water, blows Braun's record <laughs> out of the water. Brock Lesnar eliminates 29 competitors and goes on to defeat Bill Goldberg at WrestleMania again. In, We're right back to 2017. I was about to say, in 2021. Yes. This, this is not 2003. <laughs> 
This isn't even what was it, 2017, 2018, when yeah. we had that match. Well, we had, uh, and don't forget, what was it? I think it was 2018 when Goldberg won. I mean, yeah. Goldberg, uh, Brock won the Money in the Bank. Yeah. We had that garbage. Brock Lesnar does not need to be in the Rumble. Nope. He does not need to be in the Money in the Bank. Nope. He doesn't need to be in any match. Where it is the setup yeah, for the, a title run. Brock Lesnar gets a title run because he's Brock right. Lesnar. The Rumble, to me, the Rumble and the Money in the Bank matches were those stepping stones for that upper mid-card guy yeah. to move to the big picture. Yeah. Right? The, the that, Rumble that was, was at the, its best like it was last year when you have somebody who is on fire, Drew McIntyre. But he hasn't been able to break into the main event yet for whatever reason. You put him in there, you have him dominate in a Royal Rumble, an elimination chamber, yeah. a money in the bank. You use that as the launching point to yeah, bring those, somebody into the title absolutely. picture. Those stepping stone matches, like you just said, those are those are the point where you build your new and I don't want to say necessarily new star, but your new star of the moment. It's right? where you elevate somebody. When used correctly, it is where you elevate a mid-card talent like, into the title card. It's like we just said. SmackDown has no heir apparent at the moment for Roman's title. Yeah. If KO doesn't win at the Rumble, who does SmackDown have right now that is ready for that belt? Yeah. The answer is nobody. Bronze on Raw. Yeah. Now, like you said, yeah, they could do some shifting. AJ could come back over, whatever. But I mean, it's AJ getting, could come over. They could send uh, Brian on a run and bring him up. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura could be Cesaro. elevated. I mean, Cesaro. All of these people, There's people you there. You could elevate them. You could elevate them. But as it stands, without any kind of program to push somebody forward like that, there's nobody on the on the cost, on the roster right now that's on that level, yeah. right? Have have Cesaro win the Rumble. Cesaro's a SmackDown competitor. Cesaro is immediately then in line for this. Then you've got from and Rumble Mania, and you have a compelling story built in. They've told it two years ago, three years ago when Kofi won. Yep. You have this guy who's been here, who's been chugging along for 10 years, 11 years, 13 years, whatever it's been. Cesaro's been here a yep. while now. But he hasn't had his opportunity. Yep. And now he has his opportunity. And you've got Roman sitting there. I'm the head of the table. Take your paycheck yeah. and go home. Right. Take my charity and go home. And you got Cesaro. No, this isn't about that. This, this is about... Long. I've been here longer than you. This yeah. is about me finally grabbing... Use the grab the brass ring thing. Yeah. Because Cesaro was mentioned by name with Vince McMahon in that Stone Cold uh, podcast yeah. saying that they just haven't reached out to grab that brass ring. Cesaro, yeah. have Cesaro say, I'm, that brass ring is mine. I'm grabbing it. I'm taking it home and I'm never letting it go. Yep. Versus Roman, I'm the head of the table. I decide what happens on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not giving you this brass ring. Yeah, absolutely. There's a built-in story there, and I actually kind of like that story. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of uh, the Bianca Belair versus Bailey match? I thought it was really good. Uh, the, it should have been Sunday. It should have been Sunday, absolutely. The ending was kind of like the the emotion that Bianca showed on the whole, you know, this is the biggest win of my career, beating Bailey, blah, 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 blah. Um, I liked that. I didn't like Bailey's response. Bailey is a heel. Bailey's response should have been much more mean girlish. Yeah. Which is weird because I've talked before about how the WWE overuses the mean girl motif and all that stuff. Yeah. But her response should have been a little more mean girl uh, to Bianca gushing about how she beat Bailey and how great that is and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Does Bailey have anywhere to go? As a heel right now. Not really. She's had a great run this last year, year and a half Mm -hmm. as a heel. Bailey could easily transition back over to face at this point. Is is there anywhere, is there any storylines for her to continue as a heel? Or is it time to transition or send her home? Yeah. Send her home for three months. Mm -hmm. I guess carry her through as a heel to mania. Because we need the names yeah. for Mania. Have her lose to Bianca or uh, whoever. Carmella, who, whoever. And then send her home for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Give her some time off. Let her heal because we all know that these guys who wrestle every week have some, some nagging injuries that they always have. Let her heal. Let her grow her hair back out if she wants to. Yeah. Um. And then have her come back as a face. Mm-hmm. You could you could even as as much as I kind of hate saying this and kind of hate putting them back together again. You have Bailey off of TV for a while. Sasha gets involved with somebody, mm-hmm. and you have Bailey make her return to save Sasha as a face again. And then you have the Bailey Sasha face thing. Don't don't put them together like they were. They're right. not a tag team. They're not a tag team. They're just their friendship. They're friends. Bailey came out and saved Sasha. That creates that jumping point for Bailey to become a face. Um, I don't want to see other than just the random, you know, hey, two superstars in a tag team match versus them. They're not a tag team, but it's a this is the build to the next per- pay per view, which is going to be Sasha and versus. You have it as a four man uh, or a, a, an eight man tag or something. Yeah, not a. Bailey and Sasha back together. Right. There there needs to be at least a minimum needs, a six-man tag. And it needs to be clearly defined that they're not a tag team. Sasha has her thing going on. Put Bailey in a program with another heel. And, you know, you could even have the two heels kind of being a tag team so that Bailey comes down and saves Sasha, Sasha comes down and saves Bailey, but they're never really in a in a tag team match together. Yeah. It's just that we're best friends. We're doing our own thing, but I mean, know, we got each other's back. It is like this week. Nakamura is face. Yeah. After this week, when he came down and made the save of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And, um, Biggie, mm-hmm. he attacked only the heels. Yeah. He's a face. Yeah. They haven't come out and said it yet, but he is now, in my book, officially a face, barring any shenanigans happening right. tonight at the Rumble. He had a match against Cesaro. Mm-hmm. 
Cesaro, they were on opposing teams. And a significant portion of that was yep. the two of them beating on each other. Yeah. The team of Nakamura and Cesaro is done. Yeah. And Nakamura comes out of it as the face. Yeah. We might have a little bit of a feud coming out of Rumble. Maybe. Um, couple matches and then it you know, should deflect it, into whatever. It was kind of weird seeing Cesaro on one side and two of his former tag partners on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, Cesaro has teamed with like everybody successfully. Yeah. So uh, let's go let's go talk about a little bit of stuff on NXT. All right, you want to talk about we? NXT? Um, we didn't. I mean, we didn't talk too much about NXT last week. So um, the big thing about that I saw on NXT was just it's the Dusty Roads classic stuff. Yeah, and they're in the middle of their Dusty Roads. They've got a um, they've got a takeover coming up next month. Yeah, uh, which I think is probably going to be where they wrap up the Dusty Roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big the big thing that I want to talk about on NXT isn't necessarily the NXT show as a whole. It is, who do you think from NXT shows up in the Rumbles, in the men's and the women's? Rhea Ripley. Uh, okay. Damian Priest. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Bronson Reed mm-hmm. because he's been getting the push and the big man kind of things that he can do. Okay. I think we will see some... I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to be all that competitive in it, but I do think we see him. Just in see it. him show up. Um, Cause I'm I, trying to think of some more women that we might see. We're not going to see Mercedes Martinez. I don't she, think so, no. she, she has decided she doesn't want to be on the main roster, so they're not going to put her in that kind of a thing. We're, we're definitely we going to see Rhea. Possibly Raquel. Possibly Raquel. Um, um, which, if, I, if we see Raquel Gonzalez, do we see the animosity that's building, that's built, been building, has been built uh, between her and Rhea? Or is this maybe their, their moving up debut type thing and they're going to debut both as heels together? Because at one point, I think on the indies, they were together. Whether it was indies or just early NXT. Early NXT type thing, um, you know, that kind of thing. I, or is Rhea, I don't know. because is Raquel, too big at this point to come up as a heel like that? I think Ray is too big to come up as a heel. I think she comes up as a face. Uh, and I don't think Raquel is ready to move to the main roster yet. I don't think she's done in NXT. Okay. I know fair. that doesn't, that yeah, doesn't ever fair. stop them, but I, I just I feel like there is more stories that they want to tell with Rhea. Um, Tony Storm is a possibility. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, I don't. We might see EO, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'd kind of doubt that one too. Because, um, like, like I said, and the reason I want to talk about it that way, overall this, this episode of NXT was another... Filler it was episode? it was just filler. It was just we've got to get through these matches for the Dusty Classic. They did announce um, that uh, Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. and um, Sir Broken Face. Yeah. Uh, what's what, I can't think of his Timothy name. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher. Um, they're now tag team. Yeah. In the Dusty Classic. 
Sure. Which is no, I mean, but that's kind of interesting. The two uh, of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board uh, with it. Together is an interesting combination. Um, Champa would have been a men's name that I would have mentioned possibly in the Rumble. Yeah. Because uh, I think we mentioned it last week. Um, what else is there for Champa to do in NXT? Help build future stars. That's it. And, and it, I'm afraid that that's where Champa is. Because Ciampa has come out in the past and saying he has, he has no, no desire. desire to be main roster or that kind of and, stuff. And, and I don't think it's the main roster specifically. It's the travel schedule that goes along with the main roster. One, I love Tommaso Ciampa. I think he could be a huge star on the You're main roster. you wearing a DIY shirt today. So. I am wearing a DIY shirt. Ciampa does not look like Vince's idea of a champion. So if Ciampa moves up to the main roster, he has a ceiling, and yeah. that ceiling is jobber. Nah, Ciampa, Ciampa would be could be an intercontinental champion. He could be U.S. title champion. Um, Ciampa, I don't think would ever make it uh, top of the card, mm-hmm. other than maybe like little flirtations with it from time to time. But I, I think in AEW, in AEW, he Champa is be world, he could be the world he champion. could be the world champion. In WWE, as long as Vince is still in charge, our guys like uh, super talented wrestlers, the guys like Ciampa, Gargano, uh, Balor, even though they put the title on Balor, he's never been back to well, it since he got injured say, in that first match. He got injured in the match where he won the title. And he had never been back. The next night, and he was never in the picture again. Yeah. Um, they are not... Vince's well, idea of they, what a world champion is. The fact that Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles managed to be world champions uh, I, still astounds me. AJ, and it is just the... AJ got it 100% on his name. Yeah. I mean, well, well let me rephrase that. Because no, the way that said, I said that sounds weird. No, I know is, what you're trying to say. AJ is, one of again, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I would um, argue that AJ is the best wrestler of the last 20 years. Ooh, that's a that's a big bold claim there, sir. I I would I, I don't know if I would call him the best, but he's in the top. He would be in the top three that are interchangeable type thing. Okay, who's his top three interchangeable? Um, I think you have to put Daniel Bryan in that category. Okay. Um, are, now are we talking like WWE guys right currently? Or are we talking anybody? What's the well? Deal? It has to be WWE. Then and that's to, when I say he's the best. Then I think you have to put Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins. Okay. Those three, and you could argue that any of them, I think, are the best wrestlers in WWE over the past 10 years. Easy. Okay. Now, if you want to stretch that now, out now we got to worldwide. That, that 10 years still carries guys like CM Punk. CM Punk was great. CM Punk think he was, was, he was a drop in the bucket. Do you think he was overrated? I don't necessarily think CM Punk was overrated. I think CM Punk didn't hang around long enough. That's where I'm at with CM Punk. Fantastic wrestler. Unlimited potential. Politics he, got in the way of it. Politics got in the way and he walked away. And he walked away and from it. And when he walked away, he walked away from everything. Yeah. Um, not like some of these guys. I don't blame him. Oh, no, but, no, no. Not like some of these guys who have left but, you know, kept their... Foot in the door. They, well, they kept their foot in the door, or 
they walked away and showed up on Impact the next night. Or they walked away and they showed up in New Japan. CM Punk walked away. He walked away. Done. And, and he said WWE made him hate wrestling. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. The way they treated him and the politics and the, the bull crap that went along with him, that's fair. Now, I think if you stepped outside of WWE in the past 10 years, I think uh, AJ's still kind of high, but I think you have to put people like Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, you know, you've got to put those guys considerably higher, Okay. If you ask me. Okay, let me revise my statement, because I, I'll be honest, I don't watch a lot of New Japan. I know who, you know, Ibushi and, and those guys yeah. are. U.S. names? U.S. Only? names. U.S. names only, then yeah, AJ's got to be up there. But then when you're talking U.S. names only, you're also at that point talking WWE mm-hmm. up until, you know, last year when Dynamite showed up. and yeah. Because it, no one in TNA goes on that list. Yeah. Now, that that all said, Moose is an amazing wrestler. You know, um, TNA has had some amazing people come through TNA. AJ Styles being one of them, the homegrown boy. Well, I think but AJ Styles built TNA. Yeah. TNA, it, that's oh, not saying AJ it was... AJ Styles, all- Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels, Abyss. Uh, Abyss was yeah. the mo- Abyss, Abyss was, was the monster, monster that was always there. Uh, Kazarian. Uh, having Kazarian come in. Uh, Rude and Storm. Rude, Storm, and uh, who's that other guy Storm team with? Um... Chris something. Yeah, when they were the... Um, the, the America's Most America's Wanted. America's Most Wanted, yeah. I can't remember that guy's name, but those were the guys, the backs mm-hmm. of those guys is what built TNA. And then they signed Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. And, off and, and It just went downhill. And I'm not going to throw all of that on, on Hogan. No. A lot of that goes into they, they gave them too much power. Yep. They, they, they WCW'd themselves. Yes. Uh, Hogan comes in, say, Hogan and Bischoff come in and say, we're going to save your company, brother, but and, we uh, have to have 100% creative control. And, and the first thing we got to do is we got to get rid of this eight-sided ring. Yeah. Or six-sided, six-sided ring. They got rid of the six-sided ring, which, which made them unique. It made them unique. And now, and then they, started, say, then they started slowly getting rid of the, you know, to use Vince's term here, the vanilla midgets. Yeah. You know, it became, the main events were no longer AJ Styles versus Kazarian in this super high-flying, exciting wrestling match. It was Hulk Hogan versus Booker T. And as much as I like Booker T, Booker T is a very large dude fighting another very large dude Yeah, in a regular ring with the regular standard wrestling I mean, tropes. You can go out and you see there's, there's, Matches that took place in TNA, um, specifically coming to mind, Kevin Nash versus uh, Mick Foley mm-hmm. in the early 2010s. Yeah. Or, or late, you know, late 20s, early 2010. Yeah. That match would have been amazing mm-hmm. in 1999. Yeah, absolutely. TNA. 2009 to 2012, I don't remember when the match was. TNA became but, the dumping ground of old wrestlers. Yeah. Um, they let themselves do that. I mean, they tried to bring in all of the NWO. Mm-hmm. And they, you know. Yeah. So, um, all that said, again, NXT, good show. It was just good. Killer. The matches were good. Uh, yeah. 
the Finn Balor Kyle O'Reilly teaming up. I thought it was kind of cool. Was really cool. Was really good. O'Reilly get the, got the win. Um, the undisputed era and Finn Balor kind of standing tall in the ring together for a minute mm-hmm. before Finn backed out. Yeah, I liked that. That was interesting, and, and you know, could tell an interesting story of, of things to come. Yep. Um. Was so, there anything on Raw that you wanted to talk about? There were a couple things that I wanted to mention. And, and I, I want to leave some time for AEW because yeah. I do want to talk about yeah, AEW yeah. this week. There's just a couple things I wanted to mention on Raw. One, Drew McIntyre made his return. Yeah. Uh, he talked about how much COVID sucked. He said, everybody, please wear your mask. Please be responsible. Like, Drew went on the, you know, the bandwagon of, hey, don't be an idiot. Follow what's t- said. I'm a wrestler. I'm in peak physical condition, and it put me on my ass. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and the thing is, is he said he's not going out. He's not going out anywhere. Their food is being delivered. Yeah. You know, their, their groceries are being delivered to them. Yep. He goes to work. He goes home and spends time with his wife. Yeah. He doesn't know where he got it. Probably from work. Exactly. Um, so... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE tries to wrangle some vaccines for their talent here soon. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, his promo I thought was really cool. He talked about the whole Goldberg, you know, basically never losing a, a pay-per-view match for the title since he's come back. Um, I mean, he's only lost it to Braun yeah. and Brock. And then he closed it out with saying, you know, the Miz and Morrison get involved and they cause all kinds of, you know, Miz and Morgan, uh, Morrison garbage, which leads to Goldberg coming down. Goldberg and Drew kind of team up a little bit to break to beat up Miz and Morrison. And then Drew steps up in Goldberg's face and says, you, me, Sunday, you're next. I thought that was kind of cool. I still don't know why I should fear Miz with the... Um, Money in the bank. Uh, uh, right. There's no reason to. Because he's a, he's he, a got, comedy act. he got destroyed by Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Miz and Morrison got destroyed single-handedly by Big E on Friday night. Yep. Why do, why do, why, I, care? Why do I care that he has the money in the bank? He's not going to win the title, and if he does, it's got to be some stupid stuff like we've talked about in the past where... Morrison turns the title in, and then it gets overturned. Yeah, it's got to be something. Blah, blah, blah. It's got to be something. We had a massive botch uh, in the women's match. It, it was supposed to be Charlotte versus Shayna. Then it became uh, Charlotte and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Shayna and Lacey and Nia. There was a spot where Baszler I guess I didn't Flair, write that match down because <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. But So there was a spot where... It, it devolved from this, you know, one-on-one match to this six-man tag match. Um, there was a spot where Flair and Baszler were outside the ring. Yeah. And it looked like Flair was supposed to throw Shayna back in the ring. Flair rolled in. Shayna didn't. Ten count. Bell rings. And everybody's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, because it was the second odd finish to that match because yeah. it was the same thing that they did on Friday night where it was an ever-growing match. Yeah. They they go to commercial when they came back. Adam Pierce had made it a six-woman uh, tag match. Uh, here you go. And then the heels win. 
Yeah. So I don't exactly get why, but okay. Um, they're continuing with the Mustafa Ali hating on Kofi by beating up Xavier. Sure. I mean, I mean that storyline story, works. That's a story that works and can be told. But it would work better if Kofi were healthy. Yep. And it, and I think, and then I don't know when Kofi, Kofi can come back. I don't remember the the time frame that he's looking at. Yeah. I, it would work better if Kofi can come back sooner yeah. than what I think he's going to be able to. And then the last thing that I, I just wanted to say was the – Look at the balls on WWE by having Randy Orton RKO Alexa Bliss. And, yeah, Randy Orton has RKO'd women before, and, you know, oh, my God, it shows how heel he is. But that's something that hasn't been done in some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, as much as I don't necessarily like that feud, I thought it was very kind of, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's it's very much a, a placeholder until they decide to bring the fiend back, yeah. and I've got to imagine the fiend comes back tonight. Probably, I, I don't see the benefit of leaving him off of this pay per view. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so, so shall we head on so, to AEW? Uh, AEW, I really liked a, most of AEW. I did too. Um, um, the Eddie Kingston Lance Archer match I thought was way better. Than I thought it was going to be. I don't. I didn't like the I finish don't like of the it. Finish. Kingston wins with a loaded back fist. Yeah. Um, Nothing. And, and this is it, this is something that I, I don't remember if you and I've talked about this or not. The Eddie Kingston Butcher and Blade that group. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who they are fighting; they cannot win without cheating. Yeah. Go watch a Butcher and Blade versus Jobbers match on Dark. Dark, all right? We're name people on Dynamite fight independent wrestlers. Yeah. It's the tryouts. Yeah. Every time they fight, there is massive amounts of cheating to beat jobbers. All right? After watching this, and the ref was sitting there asking, "Was was the fist loaded? Yeah. I wanted Tony or somebody... To come out and say, hey, the back fist was loaded, restart the match. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff here that you and I have discussed before on the fact of, does wrestling exist in the real world? Or does it exist in a world where replay, recap, and it's not being taped? And the answer is yes. Because... To both questions. Because depending on the storyline, yes. Because there is... When you have the close-up TV camera showing Eddie Kingston putting the thing in the back of his glove. Well, he he put a little wrapped-up thing. When you see that, I saw it. You saw it. Yeah. All of America saw it. The ref, his back was turned. Okay, that's fine. Where is the statement, then, from Tony or from... You know, Kenny or the Bucks or Cody or anybody acting as EVP. Yeah. That says, in light of what happened last week on Dynamite, this week on Dynamite, we're going to see Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer again. Kingston, uh, all of Kingston's people will be barred from the ring. Barred from the arena, just because, you know. You know. 
this will be a match that is fought fairly. And then you have Lance Archer just annihilate Eddie Kingston. Yeah. I love Eddie Kingston. He's got a great promo. He needs new ring gear, but he's got a great promo. He doesn't necessarily need new ring gear. He just needs to wear a shirt. He needs to not the, wear the gear that he wears. Yeah, I mean, he it looked, doesn't look right. When he walked out in a shirt and the pants that he was wearing, Eddie it Kingston. looked like he was out there to fight like Eddie. Because Eddie Kingston, his whole gimmick looks like he's a street fighter yeah. from New York. Eddie Kingston needs to be wearing acid wash jeans and a, and a, a wife beater. I don't even think he needs a wife beater. I think just a, a shirt. Yeah, or, or yeah, you whatever. Know, because a tank top of some sort. I mean, that's essentially what he was wearing for this match. Is he was wearing, and they weren't acid washed; they were just black jeans. Yeah, and you know his his unitard. Yeah, <laughs> and it it you know it was essentially a wife beater just with color. Just throw a shirt on him. Mm-hmm. He would one hundred percent look better in the ring. And he's not bad in the ring. Mm-mm. His gear takes away. Yeah. Um, we saw Hangman beat uh, Little Ziggler. Uh, and then Matt Hardy comes down. I, like, I love it, Little Ziggler. And then Matt Hardy comes down to the ring. And when he comes down there, uh, Hangman's like, oh, God, what? you know? And Matt's like, look, man, I'm not trying to recruit you. You know, I don't. I, 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 Spoilers. He's totally. He's trying totally to trying to recruit him. Um, not trying to recruit you. I know where you are. I know how you feel. You had you had friends. They turned their backs on you. I get it. Mm. You know, I saw you dressing in the hallway, which does not befit you. I got your back. You know, I, I appreciate you. You know, all the all the good hype, happy, go nice talk. You know. Yeah. I've got this huge re- dressing room. You're welcome to use it uh, anytime. You know, on me. And then Matt Hardy walks off. I got to think that where Hangman is right now, that he's two champions away from making his title run. I think so. And I say two champions because I don't think he's the one who's going to take it off of Kenny Omega. That'd be cool if he was, though. It would be, but I don't think that their storyline, they're not there. Mm-hmm. I think a face takes it off Omega, and then a heel takes it off of that face, and then we get the hangman run. Okay. Now, AEW has proved time and time again that they're able to throw a story together very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that they could set hangman up for a, uh, excuse me, a double or nothing uh, title run. I could see that. It, it is possible <coughs> because we've got Kenny versus uh, Moxley round two coming up at the next pay-per-view. Was it? Revolution. Revolution. Fe- early February. Yeah. I had full gear in my head and I knew that wasn't right. So that's definitely we're going to see Moxley versus Kenny there. Yeah, but does Moxley take the belt off and make him I, a two-time champ already? I don't think so. I think Kenny wins, and I think this time it's a more definitive victory. Okay, just in in my opinion, I don't think it's the the crap that we got last time. Okay, I, I think 
because AEW is very responsive to fans in that they, they regard. Really are. And the fans really did shit all over uh, that. Because it was awful. It, yes. it should have been a, a, a it should have been the talk of the town for how good it was and they crapped it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think that Kenny wins it. And then it is possible that Hangman is next in line. But yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like there's I feel like there's some build that needs to happen well, before then. You know, here's the other thing, too. Um, AEW has been doing a very good job of building their championship storylines. They're not hot-shotting their titles. No. You know, I mean, they've had, what, three? In, in the two I mean, years that AEW's been around. And I say two years because there was the year of just pay-per-views, then they yeah. brought in Dynamite, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be two years in May. Yeah. You've got... You've had three tag team champions. Yeah. You've had three women's champions. You've had three um, world heavyweight champions. Mm -hmm. And you've had three uh, TNT TNT champions. Yeah. In a two-year run to only have three title changes, one of those title changes not really counting when you think about it, because it was the the first person to get the title, you know? Yeah. So I guess technically you've had two title changes. Yeah. Ish. Somewhere in there, yeah. Um that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're doing a good job of making their belts kinda mean something. Now, that can also be argued on the fact that they just kinda never have the belts defended. Or, you know, they don't ever have their champions on the show, Sheeta. Which which really and truly that that kind of brings it back to the whole old school eighties WWE WWF yeah. uh, thing. Hulk Hogan was never on Saturday morning superstars. Hulk Hogan was never on uh any oh yeah televised no. show other than when it got close to WrestleMania, when it got close to the Rumble, when it got close to your your uh your big four, he showed up on the shows he cut promos. Yeah. He never wrestled him, Warrior, Savage. You didn't see them wrestle no. on those shows. They they cut their promos, you know, maybe, maybe the Saturday before Mania type no. thing. Warrior, Warrior was the one match. who Warrior was the one who would wrestle yeah. on those shows, if anybody. Because he was the in IC title. He was in the yeah. the build up to getting him where he was. And, you know, my older brother, hi, Scott, I know you're listening. Uh, he talked to me in the past about going to live events and wanting to see, it, it was Warrior that he wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And that was who he saw because the, Hogan didn't do live events. The insanity of cocaine. <laughs> um, the cream of the <laughs> That's savage. I know it was savage, yeah. but still, that was cocaine fuel- fueled. Oh. You know it. All of 80s <laughs> wrestling was cocaine-fueled. Um, Sting threw a tenter, temper tantrum yeah. in an abandoned building and broke some glass. Yeah. He's uh, a rebel. No, no, he's a hooligan. A hooligan, that's he's a right. a hooligan. That's right. Uh, they just... Look, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Darby Allen... I love Sting. Sting, shut the hell up. Darby Allen and Sting are about to cut the best uh, emo album that the 2003s ever saw. Right. <laughs> but the match of the week 
hands down, without question, Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood. Dude, that match was so good. And here's the best part of that match. So, I don't think anybody from, like, AEW or WWE or anything like that listened to us. That that would be kind of a pipe dream type situation. Yeah. Stop booking every heel to have to have interference to win. Yes. It makes sense for some heels. It makes sense for The Miz. It makes sense for The Miz. And, And to some extent, it makes sense for Eddie Kingston. Some heels, it makes sense for that they can't win a match without people getting involved. Yeah. Other heels, it doesn't make sense at all. Stop it. I love this stipulation. Tully and Cash were handcuffed to Luchasaurus. Yeah, they were handcuffed to Luchasaurus. And they showed them... Multiple times throughout this match, and I loved this. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get up to go help uh, Dax, and Lucha held him down. Yeah, he just pulled his arms back and jerked him back down to the chair. But on the same token, Lucha tried to get up mm-hmm. to go and help Jungle Boy, and they held him back. Yeah. And I loved the show, them struggling to hold him back, the two of yeah. them struggling to hold That was great. It was great. I loved it. It allowed us to have the outside theatrics. The only thing that I did not like about this match, and I absolutely hated it. Okay. After the finish, when the heels just had to get the beat down. That's an that seems to be an AEW thing, though. It's not an AEW thing. It seems to be a wrestling thing these days. Yeah, yeah. It's it's across both. Companies. But it seems like they do it more in AEW. Where yeah. Anytime the heels win, the heels have to get their heat back by beating up the good guy. Uh, and I, this should have been a celebration moment for Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. They once again showed Jungle Boy is a future star in this company. Yeah. Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind. That Jungle Boy will be can, a world heavyweight champion someday. You can leave off the in this company. Jungle Boy is a future star. Yes. Yes. He's a future star. Hands down. I have no doubt in my mind that he's a future world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. This should have been one of those moments that they come back to. And it is. Yeah. But they should have had more of him standing tall over Dax Harwood. Yeah. Instead, we get Tully throwing powder yeah. in Luchasaurus's face, them handcuffing Luchasaurus to the top rope, cutting his horns off, yeah, beating down Jungle Boy until Marco Stunt, SCU, mm-hmm. and Top Flight come out to make the save. Right. Is unnecessary. Yep. It's bad storytelling. Yep. And even though the match was good enough, mm-hmm. it still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, absolutely. I loved this match. You know, AEW the takeaway, the thing I'm going to remember the in the future, is this see stupid and, decision to have you and a beatdown. Talk talked about this before too. AEW has a propensity, it seems to book just an absolutely phenomenal match 
they completely ruin at the end. Yeah. We talked about it earlier when we talked about the first John Moxley uh, Kenny yeah. Omega match. Phenomenal match. That match should have been a Meltzer six star match, yeah. considering he was in it. And then you ruin the ending. Yeah. It, it's. I don't understand the thought process. Me either. But I think with that said, anything else you want to cover from the week of wrestling? No. Uh, they continued just, you know, real quick, they continued the uh, Young Bucks animosity with Don Callis. Yeah. Um, which is going to lead to somewhere eventually. It's got to. Um, but other than that, nothing really than to talk about in wrestling. So, do you have anything else? Oh, uh, just the rumbles tonight. We made our predictions last week yeah. uh, about who we thought was probably going to win. Uh, so, you know, there's no reason to make any new predictions there. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got nothing else. I think the only thing that we didn't mention about Rumble last week is I don't think we thought about Samoa Joe possibly yeah. making his in-ring return. Yeah, we didn't really talk about any, um, who did we think were going to be some surprise entrants. But, but uh, I think Joe is a possibility. It would be cool to see Joe and just, like, stand up from the commentary booth, take his clothes off, and having the his wrestle trunks underneath and hopping yeah. in the ring, you know. And, and Joe, he, I mean... They're not showing them on camera, so he could have a suit top on, yeah, and just be sitting down there in his trunks. Um, Joe is immediately in the title picture, yeah, wherever he decides to go. Um, um, yeah, and I, I Joe Roman feud, dude, that would be awesome. Um, I love I, that idea. I'm I'm there for that. Joe coming up and saying, you know, basically calling Roman a punk kid. Yeah. You know, where do you get off calling yourself the head of the family? I've been wrestling for since before you were, you know. Because I think Joe's older than. Yeah, Joe, Joe's, Joe's older than Roman. He's older than Joe's, Roman. Joe's, uh, if he's not already in his 40s, he's like 39. I mean, but he's, he's the same. I think he's about the same age as AJ. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not like super, super much older than Roman, but he's he's been in wrestling longer for sure. Yeah. You know, you could you have that built in of Joe saying, uh, where do you come off calling yourself the head of any family? Where do you come off calling yourself the tribal chief? Yeah. One of us, you know. <laughs> One of us has the word Samoa in our name. <laughs> yeah. So you've got all that going on. I am Samoa Joe. You are a Samoan named Joe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I'm there for that. So, that would be kind of cool. But with that great idea that will probably never will take never place, uh, I think it's uh, time for us to move on and say thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gaucher, Mississippi, for allowing us to use this space to record. Yep. And thank you to Big Dog Liquor for being where we get all of our imbibements that we yeah. enjoy Absolutely. so much. And if you're looking for a, a game to play, McNarb has all of the games and come here and get you one, go down the street, hit up big dog, get you something to drink, go have fun with your friends. Absolutely. Uh, have fun with your friends safely. Safely. Yes. Uh, safely. So with that said, we're going to go watch the rumble. We'll be back next week with another, with the wrap up of the rumble and uh, uh, another hopefully decent week of wrestling. And hopefully it'll be a good week in wrestling because they got to start new builds. Yeah. So, so cheers. Cheers.